first, hey everybody, welcome to the Build With Internal Podcast. We're just talking. I'm glad you introed it because sometimes I forget. Sometimes I get lost. I just sit down and you're just going. Start man. talking and podcasting, and then midway through, oh, what are we doing, Alex? Now I do really like with guests, both on our podcast and other people's podcasts. They say, oh, "Have we started?" Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's just what we do. Well, I kind of like that. I like it. I think it's so, it, it makes you feel good because you feel like you're part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I like, and even listening to Joe Rogan the other day, something happened where the audio dropped out and I thought there was a mistake. I thought, I was like, is something going on Something's with weird. my phone or did something oh, cut out? Oh, we thought it was your, okay. Got and then you can kind of hear them in the background and then they come back on. Are we back on? Oh, okay, good. And then just roll back into the conversation. You're like, I like how they keep that there because be you curi- feel like you're there. I'd be curious, like, is there if there's any cutting with that podcast? I, don't, I mean, it's so long. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't any. Like, they just kind of like go with that. Yeah, there there can't be that much. Maybe with like a Mark Zuckerberg, there is more cutting because sure. I'm sure that one was weird mm-hmm. because something was off. I feel like to get Mark Zuckerberg on the podcast. He basically had to say, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go down these 2,600 rabbit holes I could go down. Well, I'm, but I'm also sure it was, and we get final, like, cut rights or whatever. Yeah, I, it didn't feel, it didn't feel authentic. It mm. didn't feel like a real, because he would serve up something to him on a platter. You're like, he's going to take it. And then he doesn't take it. I'm yeah. like, what? What the hell? Because I've seen him go at people before, like mm-hmm. John Mackey. With Whole Foods, he was super argumentative with him for whatever reason. Sanjay Gupta, that one went yeah. around the world. So it's like, I know I know he can get into it. Mm-hmm. And this is prime real estate to get into it. Yet we're not getting into it in any one regard. We're just mm-hmm. having a normal conversation with a man who might be a lizard. <laughs> I did everything that he's just, he has to be, he's had to become so like, not even refined, but I think he's just naturally kind of robotic and like not interesting, like interpersonally. Yeah. That because he's now the face of like a giant, giant, giant mega power in the world's arguably business, one you know, of the most powerful companies ever, ever in the world. And so he's kind of like, well, in order for me to do that, I have to set like my whole life this exact way. And so I don't know that there's anybody who will ever get him um, kind of unbuttoned. I don't. Yeah. I, I, Not that he would be fun if he was unbuttoned. But I, I just didn't. It didn't feel right. And then it was like the whole time it's him talking about, oh, how he does MMA and how he goes like, surfing okay. and this and that. You're like. You're not going to convince me you're a normal person. Yeah. You're, you're just, I am not, I'm not buying it, Mark Zuckerberg. Have you seen those, have you seen those clips of him like grilling out with his friends, like in the backyard? Yeah. yeah. Which is like, oh yeah, we're going to go put some sweet baby rays on it. And he kept saying it, the full name of the barbecue. It was so awkward. And like people like would clip it together and just yeah. be over and over. Yeah. And it was so weird. Yeah. Oh, they, they, the internet had a field day with that, but it's like some PR person saying, okay, Mark, so what we're going to do this afternoon between your as you know, between stunning yourself on a rock because you are a reptile, is we're gonna yeah. go here. Here's here, some sweet baby rays. Sweet baby rays is a barbecue sauce, is a steak <laughs> sauce. You put it on meat. Yep. I know you don't use it, but we're gonna go talk about it this afternoon. Now, if you talk about it, I promise you can put it on crickets afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, so, it's just so bizarre. Honestly, and that that speaks to a, a bigger point where 
I love slash hate during election season when candidates try to like dress up in a way they clearly don't dress mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. It's like, you've never worn jeans before, dude. No. I can tell you don't wear jeans. No. It's like, no, this is my casual look. It's like, it's not. Yeah. Trust I, me. I know it's not. You're not going to. You know, Mitt Romney, you're not going to you're not going to make me believe you're a casual person. He's not just sitting at home in like basketball shorts. Okay, so anyway, build an internal podcast hitting all the important the important stories today. So first, let me tell you a story for today's topic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get there, but it requires a story. So, you know, I moved into a new house two months ago. Love our new place. Getting to meet the neighbors. My immediate next door neighbor, his name's Andrew, and he is a banker in the music industry. Oh. Um, doing things like... That is so Nashville, it hurts. It is so Nashville. Yeah. And because like he's like talking... He went on like this fishing trip or whatever, and it was like, oh, I know that musician, I know that musician. <laughs> like, all right, fine. And, you know, he'll work with, with like labels and things, uh, like record labels in order to set up tours, like all this kind of stuff. And he's super um, friendly and... You know, if if you're in the if somebody else comes into the space where you are, you say, "Oh, I got to introduce you. You got to meet this guy." He's so mm-hmm. and like, it's so good at that. So the first like week I lived there, he introduced me to this guy Stephen who lives down the street, and he's like, "This is one of my best friends in Nashville, Stephen." And so Stephen and I uh, talk all the time. Like I'm now like neighborhood pals with this guy named Stephen. Mm. So got to know his kids pretty well, his wife, um, and. Yesterday, I'm talking to him in the, in the yard. They were getting ready to go to dinner. And I'm wearing a Buildwit shirt. Mm-hmm. And he says, Buildwit, how, how do you know Buildwit? I was like, oh, I've worked there. I've been there for a really long time. I was like, how do you know Buildwit? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm the lawyer for Buildwit. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> oh, That's wow. Even, I can't think of his last name. Zralik. Zralik. Yeah. I'd never seen it written before. Uh-huh. Okay. Z-R-A-L-E-K. Yeah. Um, kind of like, wait, for like a while? He's like, uh, just since Aaron's been in Nashville. I'm like, well, that's like, that's kind of a while in it's terms of the lifespan here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, uh, I'm pals with, uh, the Bill of That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's been <clears throat> the, there's all this stuff you don't think about when you start a company and when you scale a company, mm-hmm. there's just all of these complexities to it. Like accounting, for example, it starts so simple and gets so complicated so fast. Mm-hmm. Legal is another area where it starts very simple. Okay, great. I need to form an LLC. Very simple. But then you start to go down the road and now there's intellectual property and estate planning and the you know t- terms and conditions and, and this and that and leases. And, and there's so many legal uh, problems, but hoops to jump through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he works at a big firm and basically is like our voice within the firm, but then marries us up with, okay, good. You guys are going to go raise capital. You need to talk to this guy. Or you have an intellectual property problem. You need to talk to this guy. Or there's a state planning. You can talk to this guy. There's always somebody that's better off because he's a litigator. Mm-hmm. And in theory, in theory, we won't need very many litigators. Yes, correct. Knock on wood. I don't like litigation. But it's been very helpful to have somebody point us in the right direction because you think, oh, you just have a lawyer that handles all your lawyer questions. Nope. That's not at all how the system works. Mm-hmm. So. So that tees up my topic for today. Um, 
That's funny. Yeah, his wife's a, like a designer, isn't she? Yeah, named Jamaica. Yeah. She's really cool. Yeah. Huh. Super random. Yeah. And we've been, I mean, we've talked 10, 15 times. He has like the perfect lawyer personality. Yeah. Like if you met that guy, you didn't know what he, lawyer. Like just, he's like, he's perfect. No, it was interesting. Perfect for he said career. lawyer and not attorney. And I feel like so many uh, folks who do that, I feel like you usually say, I'm an attorney. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's a like a personal branding move. Is there a difference? Like if you're a lawyer, you're an attorney? Uh, yeah, yeah, I okay. think so. I mean, it's someone who was raised by a lawyer. Yeah, I don't know if that... L- lawyer, attorney, okay. counselor. A counselor. <laughs> yeah, a legal counselor. Um, <laughs> uh Please call me counselor. That's, <laughs> that's what I would say if I were a lawyer. <laughs> Attorney is my father. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a counselor. Yeah. Uh, so, but what I'd kind of like to chat about today, um, which is something we've not really dug into, a little bit more of information on like why we need like law, law services as much as we do at this point. I mean, some of it is to, obviously they're like this, like the protect the company portion, which is fine. We don't have to dig into that necessarily. But like you were saying, like, it's like, maybe it's a lease, maybe it's fundraising, like all these things that are happening right now, like mm-hmm. just from like a behind the scenes perspective, why is that something that a, you brought in really, really early and kind of what's, what role is that playing now? Because obviously like most of us are not talking to the lawyers. No. You know? Well, there's an increasing amount of people talking to lawyers. It's, and it, uh, it's just a, it's a f- frustrating part of the business Mm -hmm. and it's not the lawyer's fault it's just the legal system legal system so the way lawyers lawyers get paid is by the hour Mm -hmm. it's billable hours billable hours and once you start to understand that the legal system is designed with them in favor (laughs) yeah it starts to make a lot of sense and that is that the system is very complicated Mm -hmm. so you need lawyers in the first place and the uh, system moves very slowly. That's kind of how that, it works. That benefits the lawyers. <laughs> Which benefits the lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, you, you, within business, you're navigating the system that is complex, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So to navigate it and to protect yourself against it and others playing within that system, you, you need lawyers. Yeah. It's a necessary evil in today's business world. Do I wish we could do business by just shaking someone's hand and saying, I will do my best. You do your best. If we have a problem, let's figure it out. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I want to do dispute resolution like that if we get in? Because the thing is, the lawyer, it, it, the whole system is gamed. The whole system is gamed. The lawyers are all buddies. So if it's <laughs> one lawyer against another lawyer, they go play golf. They figure out how this is going to go. And then you, you know, you know, your ego is involved. The other guy's ego is involved. And, and, the only people that win there are the lawyers. Even if you win, regardless of how right you are, you still lose because it's still very expensive, very mm-hmm. time consuming, lots of stress, lots of anxiety, lots of mental mental thought. I'm just going off on, on tangents here. Why? So why we need lawyers, as I explained, in the beginning, you form a business, that's a legal process. But then you start to get into how do I structure the business to make sure that we can't go get screwed overnight, um, that we're not taxed unnecessarily, that we're favorable from a taxation standpoint. How do we structure our contracts? So because in the beginning, 
one of the first legal projects we got into was just the contracts for services. Mm -hmm. So I was going to go do a video project for, say, Vulcan Materials. Vulcan Materials, multi-billion dollar publicly traded company, and then just me. They have many, many lawyers and can squash me, no questions asked. So what are the things I can do to protect myself? Well, you know, you can't collect more than this contract is worth in damages, for example. That mm -hmm. was one of the early things we had in there. Yeah. Or dispute resolution is done by binding arbitration. So we can't go to litigation. We can't go sue each other. Yeah. We're going to just go talk and figure this out. Um, so it was things like that that I would put into that initial contract that would, you know, what are the potential pitfalls here? And how can we protect ourselves legally while also being favorable to do business with, not having a 38-page contract that you have to read through, that you have to have a lawyer review to do business with us? Yeah, because that's also a pain for, for them. You know, they don't want to do that. It's a pain and it just doesn't feel good from a business standpoint. Like that contract, it is kind of necessary, but also it isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. Most everything in a contract is just total nonsense, complete nonsense. A lot of it is unenforceable too. Like my dad, for example, I would have to sign these monstrous NDAs and he'd look at it. He's like, I can poke about 50 holes into this NDA to make it completely unenforceable. Well, NDAs are weird that way too, right? Yeah, like but they, the lawyers, they add more and more complexity to it, which then starts to have the opposite effect. So now you can go through the complexity <laughs> yeah. and start to, you can negate certain points in there to make it unenforceable mm -hmm. because they can, they just make it more and more complex. Um, so the contracts we had were a, a, a first initial big legal project. Investment has been a big legal project. Turns out you can't just go sell part of your company for capital. And then you just get the money it, and it's over. Yeah. It doesn't work <laughs> that way. It's a very a uh, heavy legal process because you're not just dealing with the companies involved, but you're also dealing with the SEC. Um, and there's all of these laws regarding the SEC, the Security mm -hmm. and Exchange Commission, and what you can do in a private offering. And I've had to learn about all of that. So that's been a big project. Yeah. We're engaged in this internal equity program, which is, it's turned out to be way more complex than I thought yeah. would be possible, which has been really frustrating for me. I feel like with those sorts of things, though, yes, it is more, it is frustrating. And obviously, it costs more money the more you have to engage with um, legal anything. But I think it is also valuable to kind of go into those situations and be like, all right, now I'm going to bring in somebody who knows more about this than me. And then be like, oh, shoot, I didn't even know what I didn't even know. Well, it's like, okay, guys, I want to go do this. And it's really simple. And then they come back and say, well, actually, that's not possible. Yeah, it doesn't work like, that way. Yeah. It's just, it's so frustrating. It's just, it's basically them telling you, no, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. No, you can't do that. <laughs> like, but you... <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. But that's been a big process. Mm -hmm. The 401k, just benefits in general. That was an undertaking in itself. Um, terms and conditions for software. That's a big legal project. I've been going through estate planning. So assigning my interest of the company to a trust to remove it from me as an individual, mm -hmm. that's been a year-long process plus. It's, I think it's interesting to hear somebody in their 20s talk about estate planning. I think just maybe because of my own 
um, like experience with it. Like that always sounds like for people late in life. It is, but the reality is anybody can die at any time. True. I can go die tomorrow. What happens with the share of my business? From a business standpoint, it is more complicated for you to go die. Yeah, it, it, it is more complicated. And I just have more responsibility having employing mm-hmm. X amount of people that, that at the end of the day, th- the business doesn't revolve around me. But if I go die tomorrow, there's some big problems there. Yeah. So ideally have that sorted. So if I do die, bummer. I hope everybody would be at least a little bummed out. Yeah. But then everybody can still do business, feed their family, keep the th- damn thing going. Yeah. I mean, that's how seriously I take it. So that's a little bit of the scope of all yeah. the damn legal. Questions. One thing he said to me that I thought was really interesting. Um, and I want to, I say this, I'm really trying not to blow smoke up your ass. I would never do that. Hmm. Um, he said that he's like, Aaron really, really, um, cares about all those people over there. Um, which I thought was interesting to hear from a lawyer. Because my brain, I would feel like most lawyers wouldn't speak about anything interpersonal, <laughs> period. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was a really interesting takeaway that he had. Um, which I think um, goes to say that like the, the things that you talk about um, are not fake. Just, you know, it's, that's clearly getting communicated to him. Well, it's like the internal equity. I mean, that's the thing. I'm trying to just do the right thing to care for mm-hmm. our people. But then the, the legal system comes back at me and is just like, no, nah, that's not actually how business Doesn't is done. It's, it's you're the priority. The business is the priority. The people are secondary. And that's what's frustrating to me is, no, no, no. I want it to be the other way around. I want our people to be the priority here. And if they're the priority, then our business becomes successful, is taken care of. Our customers are taken care of. The dirt world is better. Mm-hmm. So the legal, the legal thing's been, it's been a, uh, a challenge because it's a whole very unproductive part of the business that consumes a lot of time. Yeah. That no and resources. One, yeah, it's that ex- no one really sees thing. the benefit of. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 and a lot of it too, I believe in spending good money on good legal work. The idea is you want to go spend money up front on legal work so that if somebody does screw you, you're ready. That's why you that's why you do it. I don't believe in in suing people. I think regardless of how right I am in a certain situation, the lawyer, the house always wins. And I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into lawsuits. I've seen lawsuits. It's messy. That's not a game I want to play. Mm-hmm. I will check my ego at the door. Want to prevent that. But I can't prevent other people from potentially suing us. And so that's when, well, I've made this investment in our defenses up front here. So that if you do try to screw me, we're ready for you. Here you go. You waste your money. Have at it. Yeah. Spend your time and money. Like, go for it, dude. Um, because that's how my dad is. That, I guess that's how he taught me was he would always be five steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And so when the other side would come at him, hey, uh, do you have this document? I actually have this document. And these other documents that you're going to ask for the next step. So let's just save some time. And they'd be like, oh, shit. And then they'd go back, waste their time. He'd he'd always just be ahead of the game. I've tried to get our business to be just ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. So that if we do have to defend ourselves, if we do have to protect ourselves, we're ready. But I'm not going to be the one to put us in that position because I don't see the value of engaging in any kind of legal dispute with somebody. It just, 
It just doesn't work. And I've told Stephen that. I've, I've told him that from the beginning. Here's what I believe in legal. I think it should be simple. I think it should be honest. I want our people to be the priority. I <clears throat> don't believe in suing people in litigation. And I want to be protected if somebody does try to screw us. That's it. Those seem to be pretty clear uh, marching orders. And maybe they're not because I, I, I certainly don't understand the legal process, from, especially from a business standpoint. But if it's, it's sort of like, here's the, here's the pillars of what I want this relationship to look like and, and what um, kind of we need most. And then obviously there's the, plenty of the other just like, you know, with the investment or any, any of those things. But I think kind of the main like points of that um, to me seem like really clear. And not every business operates that way. Mm -hmm. This is just what I personally believe in. Yeah. But like a contractor, for example, I don't think they have a choice but to engage in legal disputes. Which is how it works. Often. Because, I mean, that's why it's called a contractor. <laughs> that's the joke is you have to understand the contract and have to understand how to enforce the contract. Mm -hmm. it's, such a, it's such an us versus them mentality nowadays. And that's where we had uh, our team internally had a problem with a contractor recently and they were really um kind of aggressive about the situation which got our team a little worked up yeah but i just kind of had to frame it as well this is this is a contractor's default mode because everybody else is out to screw them mm -hmm. and they have to protect themselves at every turn in theory that's not how it should be but it it is and so I had to explain, don't take it personally. This is just how they approach business. <laughs> and, is it? And, yeah. and we're really not trying to screw them. Yeah. Do we, we, can we do better? Absolutely. Are we going to do better? Absolutely. We're not trying to screw them, but you just have to understand where they're coming from and, and what mode they automatically go into mm -hmm. when they get in any kind of dispute. Yeah. And so if we can come at that from a more understanding standpoint, caring standpoint, start to disarm them rather than you know, put our little porcupine spikes up too. It's a much better, much more productive situation. Yeah. When uh, companies are like trying to get off the ground in the dirt world, when, you know, maybe it's even just like one guy trying to get work for his machine, but he's like, has, it, is, it is a business. Like maybe he's gotten his LLC. Is somebody like that really engaging much with legal at that point? They're engaging with legal because there's a contract on every job more than likely. I mean, something like, like Jay, for example, uh -huh. he's probably shaking the guy's hand saying, yeah, 2200 bucks, great. But once you start to get into any kind of commercial job or especially government, there's a lot of contracts. There's a lot of legal work. The reality is, though, most of these contractors don't know what the hell they're doing. And then just because you have a lawyer doesn't mean they're good at what they do. Mm -hmm. There's good lawyers and bad lawyers. There's a lot of bad lawyers. <laughs> and, when, and plenty of people don't know how to sniff out one versus the other. Because they've made the process so complicated mm -hmm. that you can't. That's, That's the point. That's why legal language is so confusing. That's why mm -hmm. contracts are so confusing nowadays. Because they've made it into this world that only they understand. This language that only they speak. I'm the gatekeeper. Yeah. That's why the church back in the day went nuts when the Bible was translated into a language that everybody could understand. Mm -hmm. Because up until that point, the church was the one in control of that information and power. But once it was translated into a language everybody could understand, now that power was decentralized. Interesting. And so I'm not saying it's an identical situation, but ah, there's some parallels sure, there. Sure. Whereas it's like, why is this contract written? Why is this contract written in a language 
that doesn't even that 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 exists <laughs> nowhere else in society. Yeah, it's just contractual. And you think, does it have to be like this? And you're like, it doesn't actually have to be a lot like of therefore, that. a lot of hitherto's. It, it's yeah. it's so hard to read and is so dense. But again, am I gonna make a difference complaining about it? No. Because um, it's the, the system. And- yeah, I think the biggest difference we can make is just be honest, be good people, and make it so that our word actually means something so that we don't ever have to go back to the contract. In theory, a contract, you don't ever have to look at it. You sign it and you, you, you put it in a, a, a filing drawer. Mm-hmm. In theory, that's never used. It's like a prenuptial agreement. You don't sign a prenuptial agreement hoping you have to use the damn thing. You hope. <laughs> You sign it, you put it away, you never think about it again. That's where I want to be as a business. And is that wishful thinking? Absolutely. Sure. But I want to be conducting in ourselves. I want to be conducting ourselves in a way where that that is as true as we can make it. That, wow, these people do care about us. They are they are here for our best interests. Do we have disputes here or there? Absolutely. But sure. we're, we're rational human beings. We talk, we make sure we do the right thing and we keep going on down the road. I think this stuff is really interesting to me because so much of it is happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sort of like a need to know process, you know, where it's just not many people really need that information. Um, and, and, and honestly, I'm kind of processing this in real time, so I appreciate it. But even early on when we were having these really transparent financial conversations, it's like even some of this, like these legal um, things that like needed to be happening just to to structure the business, to build the business, like that di- that those conversations didn't need to be had with the whole company because like it didn't that was not information that like helped anybody. Or no. it, it you know, and maybe the process helps the company, but like, what am I supposed to do with that information? That's and, and, and as we grow, like, there's more and more examples of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it has to be there, but it's not really in anybody's best interest to dig into it at the same mm-hmm. time because it's just it's so complicated i mean even like with investment okay great um investment's fantastic but the company's not structured in the best way for investment you guys actually need a delaware-based c-corporation okay what the hell's a c-corporation okay. how does that, that work mean? how do we organize it what kind of articles of organization do we need <laughs> what kind of charter do we need yeah. why delaware okay how do we assign the ownership interest of the LLCs to the C corporation. How do we assign interest of the C corporation to investors? It's it's just like every step is so. It's just not simple. It's mm-hmm. so so complicated. Yeah, I guess I have one more question, and then we can kind of wrap. I feel like I've seen some companies that have like an in-house counsel. Is that for just like massive companies where they just are either there's a lot of litigation type things happening, or they're just making a lot of huge deals that need in-house. Well, every company, every company gets there at some point once you grow to a certain, uh, a certain level. Yeah. Uh, I know dollars are tight right now as we start to grow and as we get a little bit more capital to invest. That's another area I want to invest in pretty quick Mm -hmm. is somebody, a younger lawyer who has some experience, has been around the block, but isn't so jaded by the system at the same time that can help us navigate the nonsense that can speak the language and be like, listen, this is what I need. Just please get it done because I can speak the language up to a point, but I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not good at that. I need someone to help us navigate the system, the legal system from the inside that has our best interest purely at heart. That isn't billing us every time we talk to them. Um, 
Yeah, who who can weigh in on I know the context of the company and I feel like what's so tricky there is if they if they like care enough, you know, if like they're in the culture of the company enough, like how does like that affect like their not their judgment necessarily, but it's like are they more um invested in like making sound legal choices, I guess in that way? I guess I guess so. Yeah. I I I don't think I that feel would like be a, okay. I don't think that would be a, a problem. It's like, why does care so much? I've lost what I'm looking at. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. There, there's just, there's so much infrastructure to a business that yeah. you, you don't think about. I mean, like this office, huge undertaking, all the legal projects, all the benefits, all of the systems, like what Kara works on to just make sure that we can bill customers, all of the accounting, you know, that Diane and Aaron work on. There are, there are, <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, you know, insurance and there are massive, massive pieces of infrastructure that all need to be functioning to just make sure you can do your job. Yeah. Harrison can do his job. Everybody else can do their job. Not saying that any one piece is more complex than the other, but there are these huge forces behind the scenes that are at play that make everything else function, that make payroll go out every week, that make everybody's insurance clear when you go to the doctor with your kids, make sure your 401k goes into the right place, make sure that you know, with one lawsuit are obliterated as a business. And a lot of legal too, you don't, uh, again, it's, it's, you're, you're just investing in something you hope you never have to use. Yeah. It's just like a prenuptial agreement. Like you never get married hoping that it doesn't work out, but I'm going to make sure that the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted. Well, yeah, there's, that's why you put your ducks in the row because you yeah. just want to have that buttoned up. Unless there's, well, unless there's, you know, nothing at play. But it's like if I were to go get married with the company, the estate planning is removing mm-hmm. the company from me. Sure, there's going to be a prenuptial agreement just because I'm not going to make 80 people's lives depend on one decision I might make mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. That to me just doesn't make sense. It's, it's not fair to the 80 people. Um, that's kind of how I view legal. Now, Am I grateful I grew up with an attorney father? Absolutely. But it's also been the one of the core issues of our issues over the past few years is that he does have legal advice and business advice in general that just doesn't necessarily apply. And well, it's, because he's like he's used to seeing it in play in a certain way, but not necessarily knowing how that affects our business and what we're doing. Yeah. And when he's done it at the the Blackstone level, mm-hmm. the largest investment groups in the world, not in small business. And it's like, and sometimes you have to take, well, not sometimes, you have to take calculated risk as a, as a small business yep. too. So his job is, and lawyer's jobs is to minimize risk. But I have to sometimes take their advice. Okay, great. What is my risk? What's my exposure here? Great. I know that. Here is the way I can potentially mitigate that risk, but I can't eliminate it. I'm going to have to make this decision anyway, because not making this decision is riskier. Yeah. Like I need to cross this road. I know, sure. Could I potentially get hit by a car? Could something else bad happen to me? Absolutely. But the food is on the other damn side of the road. <laughs> so I'm doing the risk analysis. Is is it riskier to potentially get hit by a car or not eat? Uh, 
I'm going to go eat. Yeah. I'm going to acknowledge that, yep, there's cars that come through here in a, in a hazardous way. I'm going to look both ways to mitigate that hazard. I'm going to accept that, yeah, I might get hit by a car, but I need to go get my damn food. So that's been a balance too with the lawyers. Sometimes it's not always eating every bit of advice because they don't understand fully the risk profile of your business that you understand because you're the only one mm -hmm. there. And maybe that's where some of the value comes from having somebody who's dedicated to just like your company. They just understand more of the risk portfolio. Yeah. I want someone who is rational. Yeah. Because lawyers are not always rational. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. Yeah. And, and there are, there are a lot of lawyers too that um, there's some big egos and it's like anything when you get into a world that's highly educated. Yeah like doctors, like lawyers, you start to, it starts to get a little hazardous from an ego standpoint and mm -hmm. from a reality standpoint, because they've been in this world that's not reality for so long that it's like, well, that might be how your world works, but that's not actually how the world works. And we have to find a balance here. Well, and the problem is because they're going to come back with kind of that same thing. It's like, that's great that that's how your world works, but here's how the world works from there. Yeah. Like and so even, it's probably like whatever the like, Healthy balances is what maybe real there, but that's well, that's but tricky. Even walk into a law office, you kind of just realize, like, huh, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's very formal. Uh, everything is this you know dark wood and and all oh, these big offices and everybody's really dressed up, really nice pens. I yeah, <laughs> I, and it's like. I get it. Like, yeah. okay, cool. You guys are professionals. Understood. I, I don't want everybody running around sweatshirts in my law office that I'm going into. But at the same time, the world is progressing in this other direction. I don't know if this def I don't know if this really aligns with where the world's going. Because mm -hmm. me being the customer now, I'm not very comfortable being here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't I particularly don't feel, enjoy. I don't feel known or understood <laughs> no, walking in the store. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. I would much rather you to come to me because I don't. I don't want to go up into the ivory tower. I'm good. I'm like, <laughs> we're good there. Uh, it's just, it's, it's a whole different world. It's, yeah. it's so funny to navigate and it's not right or wrong. It's just different. I've had to learn how to balance it. Well, I think it is interesting. Um, just, just hearing all this stuff from you. I, I think it's certainly something, you know, we're, we're not talking about company wide. We don't necessarily need to, but I think um, if there's one thing that I learned from our team meeting two weeks ago is that having like a better picture of what um, other parts of the company are doing and how that affects like the bigger picture of what we're trying to do. Like I get value out of that. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope that the rest of our, our crew also does. Because I, I believe that's the truth. Is that like the more we all have like a, a better um, view of the larger picture, the better. And then this is why I think starting a business is amazing. And entrepreneurship is really what has made America, America. Hmm? We can't go do what we're doing in just about any other country in the, United, in, the, in the world. And that's a crazy thought and something I didn't really recognize until I started seeing the world and seeing how business is done around the world. But I also don't believe there's been this movement of everybody needs to be an entrepreneur. Everybody needs, you, you be your own boss and this and that. It, it, it's... It's nonsensical, and I genuinely don't believe it's in most people's best interest. I think it's in most people's best interest to be at a place like this 
where you can go put your skills and gifts and abilities to work and can go progress to however you want to go progress and and can work with great people and can if I even want to go see your kids this afternoon, you can go see your kids this afternoon, right? Yeah. You have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. You have purpose. You have everything that the potential of business ownership offers you without the bullshit behind it that people don't see. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bullshit. And that's what I signed up for is dealing with a lot of that bullshit. <laughs> like if I actually went into what the Series A process looks like, not many people understand what goes in, you know. Dan's one, Jason's one, Jessica's one, but there aren't very many people. If I go into that, it's like, that sucks. And you're like, yeah, it does suck. <laughs> but that that's what I'm built for. I'm built to go try to navigate the legal system, try to navigate insurance, try to navigate um, you know, this 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 office or series A or whatever it is. I I like doing that. I like it. That's what I'm built for. Those are that's what my skills and gifts and abilities are suited for. And then I can keep all of that in this cupboard over here so that everybody else can go focus on the cool shit, focus on really making the dirt world a better place. And yeah, I do my cool stuff too. I, I run around, I see stuff. Sure. But, and it's not to say, you know, if, if someone came to me within our company and said, I'm going to go start a business, I would be the first one to say, hell yeah. Super cool. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. If that is genuinely the direction that's best suited for that individual, I'm a hundred percent for it. But I just don't believe that's the direction that is best suited for most people based on what they want. Mm-hmm. Because over here, it is, it's, it's, it's confusing. There's a, a, a lot of work. There's a lot of bullshit. There's like I was sp- speaking with college kids last week. You know, for example, there's this one. It's like, oh, you know, you're your own boss. Your schedule. You can take whatever time off you want. I was talking with the girl I work out with this morning. Oh, you at least took a few days off your race, right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't have that option right now. Because of the role I'm in, I don't, time off is not in the cards right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's not. And that's okay with me. But that's the kind of stuff people don't see. Yeah, I can't take the time off because on my quote unquote time off, I'm dealing with the lawyers. I'm trying to wrap my mind around accounting. I'm trying to wrap my mind around whatever that next thing is. Right now, it's series A. After series A, there's going to be another thing. There's going to be another thing. There's going to be another thing. Um, well, but you you talk a good bit about like that's the cost of that. And that's it. And like, again, that's the I'm cost not you saying, are paying because yes. that's the cost of it. I I'm not saying I'm not complaining here. I'm not I'm not oh yeah, poor me. But yeah, there's there's a cost to it and that's the cost. Mm-hmm. And that's what people don't see. But people don't need to see it. I don't need to talk about it because again, it's my job. I'm handling it. <laughs> and then the people that are involved cuz it's not just me anymore. I mean, it's Narisa, it's it's Kara, it's it's Nikki. They're there, there's a lot of people that handle all of this stuff now, but yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot there that people don't understand. And I certainly didn't understand before yeah. I got into this. Well, we're just, you know, building this thing as we're going, man. It's, it's, I enjoy and to have, um, I mean, obviously all of our conversations for the internal podcast are um, kind of behind the scenes, but I th- this one I think is particularly so. So I appreciate the transparency um, and just kind of letting us all know, like, Here's the non-fun parts of what it takes to just keep this bad boy moving. Yeah, and it's I wouldn't say it's not like non-fun makes it sound, uh, but it's taxing. Mm. It's really taxing. So, and I, I mean, even like just the equity plan is the perfect example. I've been I wanted that done two years ago, yeah. 
and I, it's been on on my mind for two years now. I just want it done, and I just want it to make sense, and I just want it to be in the best interest of our people. But then, here's our list of recommendations, and it's there's you know four different options. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and every option is a totally different path with different consequences, and it's just like just tell me, just just can we just do this one thing? Yeah, can, can we can we just be <laughs> simple here? Hopefully. That was of value. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if that was, but no, as dude, we always, this was totally unprepared. I don't know the topic coming in here. Well, but that's what I think's really interesting and something I want to dig into over the next couple months with you is there are these pieces that are really vital to what we're doing here that I don't think are getting, um, they don't necessarily need shine. We don't need to be shining more light on the, the legal things that it takes to build a business. But like, I just get, I get so much value just like having like a little bit of an understanding of parts of this business that like I'm not dealing with day to day because like it helps me kind of understand someone else's perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I just, that, that's so valuable to me. And you know, when we had a conversation with Eric, um, right after the team meeting, like that was one of the big things he said, like, I'm talking to people that I don't work with ever, but I have like a better understanding of what what all of us are doing, the more that I know those people who I never work with, like getting to understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. It connects to, you know, his why and to my why, to your why, to Harrison's why. Well, and, and I, I feel like everybody understands it at this point, but new people are coming in too. So I feel like I need to reiterate at this point. I wouldn't normally talk about this sure. unless I, like you prompted this. Yeah. And I didn't say before, Hey, I would love to talk about all the stuff I do legally, Alex. Well, and that, but that's so why that I, I can get but some But that's credit. why I think it's interesting to bring it is because there's plenty of things that are just part of the larger process that like I'm not going to talk about necessarily. You're not going to talk about. Everybody's got plenty of these things that are just part of what it takes to do their job. Yeah. But I mean, some of the most, some of the best feedback I get for the internal podcast is I love when you have just other people on talking about what they're doing and like their story. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, because we, we don't get all of those pieces because we all have our own stuff to deal with here. But it's, I think the more we, we're all able to see, how what we do plugs into like the bigger picture and how what, you know, the next person, what, how, what they do plugs into the bigger picture to me like that is so valuable. And, um, I think keeps us connected in a way that, um, would be really maybe hard to stay connected otherwise. I think so too. And it's like, couldn't we do a better job? Yeah. Always. But everything considered, especially coming out of the team meeting, I'm like, we're doing a pretty damn good job. Yeah. Can, I mean, and I, I look at a lot of other businesses, the internal communication, dysfunctional dysfunctional say the least mm -hmm. i'm like i look at these other businesses i'm like damn that's how they do it like, they don't even talk to their like their people have no idea what the hell's going on that's crazy dude i'm i'm sitting down with um cw matthews people this week because they want to start an internal podcast that's cool i'm so excited for it and i've done that a little bit in the past but it's more been a, a conversation of like technical things just like what do we how do we start it's like, sure, I can answer those questions. But like this initial conversation is more like, how do we start like talking to these people mm. and put this thing together? And I'm like, that sounds so fun to me and really, really exciting because like I see the value of what we do here and so many of our folks here in our company see the value. Um, it's not, it's, it is mandatory to listen to this. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think what's really cool is like, companies who are trying to communicate to their people better mm -hmm. and one of the things they're doing is trying to have an internal podcast because they're like we see how that is valuable for other folks and we want to 
we want to bring that to our team. I've preached this to that's huge, man. anybody that'll that's listen. really cool. So step one to making it uh, compelling is you have to talk about how Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. Yeah. And if you're not doing that, you're really missing the boat. Yeah. Yeah. That's step one. That's how to warm up the audience. And then step two, <laughs> get right into legal, legal uh, philosophy. Yeah. But also, if this was the first Build an Internal podcast, that doesn't make sense. No. But you have to set, set up all these pieces of digging more and more into what like this business is about for this to be meaningful context. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I'm coming into this. Yeah, I think this is going great. That's me. So I think that's pretty good for the Build an Internal podcast. Aaron, thank you very much. Harrison, thank you very much. As always, uh, stay dirty. Thanks for having me, Ox. Yeah, anytime, man. You're welcome. Thank you.